Charles Manson was admitted to a hospital in Los Angeles earlier today for an undisclosed illness. I, for one, don't care what the illness is, but I hope it's slow and painful. Come on, 2017. Try to make up a little bit for 2016. Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody, from my everyone here at the Trump Report. I'm Christian Black at Christian DMZ. To my left, your right, if you're watching on YouTube, Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. Did I say I'm at Christian DMZ? Maybe I didn't. I'm really bad with the plugs. And yes, indeed, we're here celebrating freedom with the late, great George Michael. I thought about using the I don't want your freedom from Wham, but no, Freedom 90 is where it's at. That is why this episode is Freedom 2017. I love it. I love it. Chelsea, welcome to 2017. Thank you. I like how we went dark, really, at just the get-go of 2017. Look, that's the way 2016 ended. It ended very dark. You know, you'd like, oh, that's so terrible that Carrie Fisher died. Oh, her mom's dead, too. So, you know, let's just... You know, let's just turn I the page. I was choosing to interpret it like she said, you know, her mom said she wanted to be with her. Yeah. And so she, it was a choice. Uh, sure. So it took the sting out a little bit. I'm trying to see that one in its most positive light. The and way I'm trying to see all of You're always looking for silver lining, and that's why we have a segment on the show called Progressive Silver Lining. Yes, I do appreciate that. Which we appreciate. That. And we're also joined on the phone by our friend Scott Moore at S-Man 80. Scott, Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. I'm glad to at least be able to be here Audio, audio or however you say it, whatever word I can make up. Yeah, we actually, <laughs> we, actually we actually hired the people to make like the Tupac hologram of you, but at the last second we couldn't <laughs> boot it up, so we're just going to have to have you on Skype, but uh, maybe next week we'll have you as the Tupac hologram, or maybe we'll have the Tupac hologram. Oh, hey. Scott, yeah, are you still in really Florida? Cool. No, I'm I'm back in LA. I just couldn't get over there in time. So. Oh, how what's the vibe like in Florida? Like, is yeah, there like a, a celebratory, question. like woohoo Trump vibe going on down there? No, <laughs> no, no. There uh, actually, I, I actually most of the people I talked to that were Republicans were not supportive of them down there. So it was interesting. Hmm. So who'd they vote for? Yeah. They didn't vote for president. Uh, a lot, a couple people I talked oh, to actually left it blank. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was reading. Is that uh, we we've, we've been led to believe that Trump was elected because people came out for him, but the reality is that people didn't. Democrats did not come out. Is right. my it was the final understanding come out. of the numbers? Right. People yeah. did not come out in big numbers, and so therefore he kind of won by default in a, in a weird way. <sighs> well, yeah, uh, that I don't know. Is that is that. Does that cheer you up at all, Chelsea, or does that just leave you right where you were with some New it's Year's like blues? It's like there's, like, less evil Americans. Oh, well, all right. Well, you know, look, not just because somebody <laughs> voted for and, Trump doesn't mean they're evil. Uh, we have well, Trump voters in the chat room. They're not evil people because they not, have great taste in television. <laughs> this is true. Not all well, of them are. True. But it was just like, you know, are there more... I can get that there's less Hillary excited people because sure. I was among them. Yes. So if that's what lost it, I can appreciate and accept that more than there's just a lot of really racist, misogynist supporting people out there. I mean, there so, are um, those people, but I think that uh, there are. They're, they're, it's, they're not everybody, you know? And yeah. I think that. And so uh, instead of like racist bigots up here, Hillary support, <laughs> it's, it's like the reason why it was more like 
this. And it's just this manipulation I have done to make myself feel better about the country I live in and my fellow Americans. Well, see, that's good. It's working so far. Yeah. You know, we're, what, three days into the new year, so let's hope that uh, we can we can keep the, uh, the the sunny disposition for a little bit longer. Oh, I don't know. And These Republicans gonna, are really well, getting under my we're skin. Gonna, we're going to start with something. We're going to start with something good. We're going to start with the aforementioned progressive silver lining, which oh. one day maybe we'll do like a theme for that or a graphic or something. But, you know, until then, I'll just keep saying, hey, maybe one day we'll do that. Uh, Scott, uh, chime in with your thoughts for what the House Republicans tried to do late last night and what they were forced to basically undo this afternoon. Well, you know, I, I thought that the, the whole thing of, of having the ethics oversight that they tried to get rid of it and literally in the middle of the night, it was a very shady move on their part. And, um, and it backfired. Of course, people were saying, oh, it's because Trump tweeted about that. And, but in reality, there were actually a lot of Republican voters, a lot of voters that actually were very upset by this and, and called their, their congressmen and, and congresswomen and said this is not acceptable. Uh, a lot of people were very angry by that. And, and it, even though I, I don't always agree with tr- Trump's tweets, and I know that you know he couched it with, oh, this is definitely important to get rid of the uh, ethics oversight, which fair. is not right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, not right now. But, but I do agree with the fact that it was a very dumb move on their part to be focused on something like that in the middle of the night. They could get away with it. When, again, there are so many more important issues that they claim they're supposed to be helping with uh, for the American voters here that just voted them all back in here. And instead, this is one of the first things that they do in the middle of the night. And it doesn't set a good precedent for uh, the, the, the administration or the Republicans, really, in my opinion. It's just they're, they're so brazen. Like, they're not even trying to hide their shadiness. They're like, no, guns, they're not. guns a-blazing. Well, we that- want down with any body of people. And this is a part nonpartisan group that right. might out us for what we're up to. We don't want these right. allegations to go public. We want them to be handled in-house by us. We want to police ourselves. Internally. Uh-huh. Right. And, and, and right. that's what I thought was interesting because, you know, obviously, of course, President-elect Trump tweeted about it because that's how he always lets us know what he's thinking. But at the same time, you get the feeling that he was pretty pissed, that it's like, you know, I, I'm not even in yet. You know, there's there's a lot of scrutiny. There's going to be a lot of criticism immediately for anything that I do. I don't need this. What the hell are you guys doing? And I don't know. I think that uh, when I heard it happen, you know, I heard about it this morning. I'm like, well, of course they did that. All right. I was very surprised that they undid it. Not that they undid it at all, but that they undid it so quickly. And Scott, to your point, I think that there is something to be said for if enough people make those calls. You know, we, we see a lot of that on Facebook. Hey, you should call this person okay. and say that. If you do it enough, the actual representative or senator or whatever, they're not getting that call. But their office is going to be kind of pissed to the extent where they're like, right. hey, everyone's calling about this. Yeah. Do you want to get reelected? You might want to at least think about do, it. Do, do you have your senator's and congressman's number on speed dial? I, I think I do. Actually, you know, do I you? don't. Well, hold well, on. We have, I don't have, have Kamala some... Harris's in here. Okay. I don't even know if, does she have a number out? Maybe she already does. She might. Well, but she should. She, she should have an office but in the But I staff. do have still Adam Here's Schiff's the thing. I'm sure our friend Drexel has it. Oh, you know, I yeah. guarantee that he probably has her on speed dial. You know? the, the old, on a first-name basis. Yeah, the old days when you used to pick your fave five on your cell phone plan, That I, I'm right. pretty sure that uh, Kamala Harris and Hillary Clinton were two of, of uh, Drexel's five. <laughs> and the three of us were the others. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so there's that. But then Chelsea... 
Well, before I ask you about the other silver lining, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we were talking just before we went on, and you weren't even very encouraged because it was just like, well, uh, well, you explain it. We're talking still about the ethics move. We'll still talk about the ethics move, and then you can talk about the other thing, yeah. I don't know which other thing. You're going to have to spell it out for me. Andrew Cuomo. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, don't don't steal my (laughs) thunder. Spoiler alert, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, I just don't know how to like Republicans very much at this point. And that I want to separate like being conservative from believing in this Republican Party. Is this Republican Party? I think a lot party? of conservatives do that as well. They want to and, make very clear the the line in the and sand maybe, between and the maybe, two. And maybe, I mean, it's just, they have just so blatantly like, listen, we want to do whatever the fuck we want to do. We don't want anyone looking our, over our shoulder. We don't want to be reported. No allegations. We don't want the public to know about what we're up to. And And this was a a bipartisan group that was created in 2008 because of corruption that landed three Congress members in jail. So this body didn't even have subpoena power. It doesn't really have much teeth, but they're just reviewing things. And if it is warranted, pass it on to the ethics committee. And so I just, for them to do this as their very first move is like, well, I mean, why don't you tell us how you really feel? <laughs> and yeah. There's no hiding it, what they're up to. And if they're this brazen with their moves now, I'm like, what the hell do they have planned for tomorrow? Well, uh, it should be at least be encouraging that they were held accountable to it and had to back down. Now, that doesn't mean that the next thing, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe they pl- went so this big on this that we won't even notice the next thing. Was but... this a ploy to, like, right. make Trump look like the hero that he stopped this? I mean, I, I don't even know in this, like, cloud of crap going on around me. I'm like, they can't even see straight. And so I listen to this kind of stuff and I'm like, you know. I'll make calls and I'll show up to the protest, but I can't get myself like wound up. Like I see a lot of people like are in just this <gasps> hyper vigilant, like I mean, oh my god mode, and it's you just can't, you can't spend four or I'm sorry to say even eight years in yeah. that in that frame it's of mind. It's exhausting and unsustainable, yeah. and so I'm trying to figure out a way where I can be like. Hmm, look at that. That's interesting. I'm going to be a no on that very strongly, but I'm not going to lose my mind over it because otherwise I'll be losing my mind probably two or three times a day for the next at least four years. Uh, I definitely agree. It's And that's the problem with social media is that we're basically in the minds of our friends and families and associates I, well, and coworkers. Wanna... And we see that. We see the daily, not quite daily, but a few times a week there are people like having very public breakdowns about things that are very important and then things that are much less important and you're like, you know, save it for the save it for the big ones. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't, don't drag us I, down. So we're I'm trying really, to enjoy 2017 I'm really right excited here. for the passion that's been reignited yes. in politics now sure. that people have awoken. Now, I just want them to put that energy to good use, Um, like in terms of like really get educated on the issues, like make yourself a documentary junkie, a book junkie. I was thinking, ooh, Christian, what do you think about this? We could have a book club segment to the show. I like that idea. Wait, I, do I have to read the book? <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the cliff notes. Thank like you. right now, I'm reading Robert Reich's book, uh, Saving Capitalism, um, Capitalism for the many, not the few. And it's like such great stuff that's laying out everything years back how we got to this point. And it's a so far simple read. 
But that's the kind of stuff that we should be focused on, not this like reactionary, like (gasps) where we're going to be out of breath in three days, but like really understanding the issues deep down and attacking those because all this stuff is like waves on the surface and we all need to be like... I can't believe I'm about to use this analogy because I'm a terrible scuba diver. I turned blue even in Maui. Like, we need to go underneath the waves and, like, the surface part where the water is all slushy, moving around a lot, and go deep down and fix things. I don't know how to continue this analogy very well, but, like, from the bottom up. Well... And getting rid of the ethics office is not... Was not going to do it. No, not at all. Because corruption uh, is the very... Heart of the problem. Right. Well, let's move on to the other issue that was something that you saw as progressive silver lining. Uh, Andrew Cuomo. What's, oh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so good news for New Yorkers who have a household income of less than 125 grand, which is apparently 80% of New York. I was kind of surprised I, by that I figure. think a lot of the New Yorkers I know actually have a lower household income than, what was it, 125? 125 grand? Yeah, probably. I would say so that they're probably less if than If they that. have a household income of under 125, then kids from those families, or I mean, I guess it's not just kids, maybe adults too, will qualify to go to uh, public universities, colleges, tuition-free. Uh, now, it, obviously, that's great for those families. Is it two-year, four-year, or both? both? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. And that's I think that's how, that's how you have to make these kind of changes, you know, in on the state level. A uh, state like because New York educated... that hasn't gone broke like California already has, let them take a try at, at it and see. And it wasn't just Andrew Cuomo. Who else was there? My favorite, Bernie, was there. Oh. Yeah. Did you... Uh, did you draw hearts around the story when you read it? Um, kind you know, of, I mean, like ideological hearts, not yeah. romantic hearts. Well, yeah. and, and and I'm excited. So I was telling you, oh, I didn't tell you the February date, so when I'm going to be gone, I may have to miss one of the shows in early February because I'm going to go see Bernie. Where's Bernie going to be that you're going to go see him? In D.C. Wow. Yeah, uh, Chelsea yeah. has a lot going on. One of the things we'll talk about This time about I won't get arrested. You say that now. But I'm going for a conference on spirituality and politics. I, don't... I feel like you're going to get arrested. <laughs> those, Maybe. Those, both of those things are frowned upon uh, in, in D.C. Uh, but he's so... going to be there. He's going to be the keynote speaker. You're going to get an autograph? Uh, Do you have an autograph? Book? Who wants... Mm. You have a book you could have him sign. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't mean like a headshot. Do you have an 8x10 glossy? No. no. I think I want another selfie. Well, I, the last one isn't exactly a selfie. Maybe this one should be a selfie. See, there you go. You get a selfie. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott, your thoughts on that for the college kids, or, you know, the children of uh, New Yorkers who make less than $125,000 or $120,000 uh, getting free college. You think that that's a, a, good, a good trial run on the state level? No, I, I do. I absolutely think it's a good trial run. And um, we've seen Andrew Cuomo kind of tacked to the left in a second term. Uh, you know, New York State is one of the few states where there are no term limits. So theoretically, you know, he could run again for a third term. Uh, he's lost a lot of uh, popularity during the second term. And there were some questions whether, you know, some, uh, some fellow Democrats would try to compete against him in a primary uh, in, in 2018. Um, so I think taking on these, these very uh, progressive policies is important. And I think especially for a state like New York, that has such a big population, um, it's really a, a great trial run, and I really hope it is successful because I think at the state level that can prove that this could be something that could be done um, at the federal level because I think you know education like college and vocational training too, not even just college, but I think you know everyone kind of has to get out of the thought that college is, is for everyone. That's but true. Some kind of vocational training that can be covered for people. Um, and then the next step, you know, is, is looking at that for health care because I think these are basic things that, 
uh, everybody should be able to have that right and ability to have it without going into debt. You know, student debt is a horrible uh, thing for people and uh, that they're dragged down for the majority of their lives trying to pay this off because it never goes away. And so anything that we can do to help, you know, lift up the next generation or people that, that want to go back to school and get the degree that they've always wanted, I think is a great thing. So I'm definitely in support of it, and I hope that it, it actually works out well. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, it's great because if it goes well, you know, like California like, better be like right like, behind them. Like Romney Care, everybody wanted to see if it went well, and uh, right. you know, essentially did. Uh, by the way, we're getting some comments in the chat room. Uh, it was very funny. Uh, Lauren said, "Can we do an?" Actually, Lauren, I yeah, it was you. Uh, Lauren said, "Can we do an audio book of the month club, please?" Oh, Which I think is ooh, like, I'm like, I like it. that might actually be better. Oh, that would be so, good. Yeah. So it's something to think about. But uh, now Scott and Chelsea as well, obviously. So today, the 115th Congress was sworn in. Uh, Paul Ryan was reelected House Speaker. That was. I not- was wondering, do they listen to the words? Because I listen to the words, you know, and they're like, "I to defend the Constitution from enemies." Foreign, foreign and, and domestic. domestic, and I'm like, hey, dude, that's you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I guess depends on who it is. Can you defend it. the Constitution against yourself? This is a very high level inquiry that we should embark well, on. Well, if you if if you believe some conspiracy theories, maybe they're also not defending us against foreign threats, <clears throat> Russia. So you know, there's just something to all of it. But look, it wasn't surprising. Well, they're taking it seriously, but Trump, when he says the same thing. That's going to be a question. Ugh. I think Trump might give I can't us. Can't imagine that. I'm still Trump, that. Trump I, might I, give I, us some yada yada yada. Do you think, yada, he's, gonna, do you think he's gonna he's gonna interrupt the the ceremony? He's like, I don't really like that one. Can we skip over well, that I, one? I wrote something different. Uh, this is what we're gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe one of those. Um, I don't know. Or maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger will come in on the chopper and tell him he's terminated. Oh, yeah. Did you watch Ricky last night? Uh, I did not see it, but uh, I know that that's a that's friend of yours. Yeah. yeah. Is, Ricky Williams is who we're talking about, yeah. since not everyone knows. Uh, is he still on the show? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I hope, I hope Tune be... in next Monday. All right. I oh, yeah, so you were on the show. I saw I that was. on Facebook. So since I brought it up, what were you doing? If you were just sitting there watching, or were you involved in one of the, the challenges? Or? Not involved in one of the challenges, but watching the challenge. So the first challenge that they had was this uh, applying Tyra's makeup. And so it was men versus the women, and I only got to see the men's because, you know, invited by Ricky. And so we saw the guys apply makeup uh, to women, and it was fantastic. Well, see, there you go. So you you were famous, and I saw for like I a saw split a second. Hey, yeah. you know that that split second. I'm not going to lie; is bigger than being here with us. Unfortunately, more people no. saw you that second. <laughs> I guess the, I was getting like those text messages yeah, from I family got, across right, the exactly. country. I, I just saw you, but uh, it will be really great to see. Um, you know, I really love how Ricky's back, getting out into. The, the limelight and using his platform for good. And I'm sure we'll have him a guest on this show when we talk about cannabis, because I'm sure that will be Anytime an Ricky issue. Anytime Williams wants to come on, we will talk exclusively about cannabis. And I have to now I have to look and see if 420 is a Tuesday, because if it is, that's what we'll talk I mean, about. I mean, pro- I'm probably going to try and... You can go ahead and, and look that up. It's a, uh, it's a Thursday, sadly. Oh. Uh, well, you know, maybe we'll have to do a Thursday show then. Now, uh, Scott, you had sent me a message, uh, which was good to see. I, I think it's a good thing, as far as I'm concerned, that 
Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, George W. Bush, Laura Bush, they'll all be there at the Trump inaugural. Obviously, it's the weird situation where the former first lady was beaten by the guy who's getting sworn in. So I guess people would be like, oh, I guess that's why Hillary doesn't want to be there. Why do you think they're going to go? I think that they feel obligated. It's a sense of, you know, being supportive of the country, you know, being supportive of the office of the president. Because there are a lot of, you know, there are, for all the people that hashtag not my president, you can do that if you want to, but there's still a president and that's the guy in it. So you don't have to, you have to respect him, but I'm sorry to tell you, he is actually your president. Is this, is this the way that the Clintons are trying to like hang on? Well, that's kind of what I was wondering if she's just going to be sitting there because at the last possible second, she's still going to be holding out Can she like object like at a wedding reception? (laughs) Yeah. Not the reception at the ceremony. At the ceremony. Well, that's what I was wondering. Wondering, is she going to just be there because, like, that's the one la- that's the last moment where she might possibly get a chance to be president? Is if is if somebody just hands the Bible? Do you, you know what, Hillary? Why don't you take the oath? I mean, unless he's like, "Got y'all, <laughs> yeah. I'm out, suckers." Um, yeah, I'm not doing the story all. Yeah. It's all been. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was hoping, you know, I would like her and and uh, Bill probably else to just. Be away from politics for a while. Who's that, Hillary? Yeah, Hillary and yeah. Bill. I, I really liked the... Um, there was an article that went around after um, Van Jones was talking yeah, on was a CNN about show that, yeah. about right. how, like, yeah. the Clinton era is over. Yeah. The era yeah. of really moderate, of corporatist, of, like, you know, yeah, we're not getting all of these corporate donors, but we're getting kind of close and we're walking that trail also. Like, we got to be done with that. We have to move progressively and the clintons do not represent that at all right right they, they don't but at the same time like kind of what christian was saying it, it it would be really in poor taste for them not to show up it would make it look like she was a sore loser i don't know you know there's the, it, it's the whole optics thing again that you know he is the former president they're there to watch the quote-unquote peaceful transfer of power um even though i don't necessarily agree with it i know there was a whole thing because jimmy carter was one of the first ones to mention that he was going to be there and people were like oh no he shouldn't be there and what is he doing uh what happened to beyonce and whatever concert can't everybody go to that is that actually happening i don't think that's actually happening i think people wanted that to happen and wanted to happen but i think you know they have to be there to represent and as much as i uh don't personally like the fact i think it would just look very bad on on us as democrats and make it look like a sore loser that they didn't. The only one that's not going to be there is George H.W. Bush because uh, of his health. He's well, that's what I was going to well. say. I, I don't think Jimmy Carter should be there only because hey, look, of his health. He's like the 96. Whole, the whole, throughout the whole that's campaign, Republicans said Hillary was sick. She should have just cough and stay home. Right, but I, to Scott's <laughs> point, I definitely understand that it, it, it looks bad for the party as a whole for the brand. And as Lauren in the chat room Did, says, Hillary's in a situation where she's damned if she does, damned if she doesn't. This damned is true. This right. so, Think how hard it's going to be for her to be there, though. I mean, that, like her, that was her, that was like her ultimate dream to watch <laughs> yeah. this and she's so expected. Yeah. take that position. It's going to be horrible for her. So the fact that she's going, it, it, it's got to be absolutely awful and horrible for her personally. But I think, as, as like you said, for the country as part of the office of the presidency, it makes sense that these former people that were very important to the party and, 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 and obviously former presidents should be there. 
Um, yeah, I think when, when we're watching the inauguration, uh, when you see a close-up of Hillary, definitely freeze frame it, and you'll see that she has a IV drip of Prozac, basically, to kind of bring her a little bit down <laughs> from the whole thing. Because it's going to be that's going to be a tough place to be for I mean, her. Awful. But I don't know. I you know what that tells me she's she's tougher than people give her credit for. And uh, I don't know. That's the point that I was making about is I'm glad to hear that they're all going to be there. Really. Uh, well, I and, 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 like I said, it has it has very little to do with who the person is. It's respect for the office, which not everybody needs to respect but, the office, but former presidents should because they know how hard that job is. Okay, uh, fine. Okay, but he, can we talk about this? Like everybody has to accept him. We got to come together. When well, it's the normalizing of it, is that that part of my, was one of my questions too? Is that normalizing him by being there or? Is it, just, like you said, Christian, is he just there, or are they there to support the office of the president? Right. The that's, office, how, that's how I the see it. The office yeah. of the presidency doesn't need to be supported. Uh, well, it, it, I, it's, it, it, it exists. It is there. It doesn't need us to validate it. I don't know. I feel like there was probably a point a few thousand years ago where somebody said, you know, Caesar doesn't really need to be supported. There'll always be another Caesar. We'll be fine. No, it's not the... Yeah, but the, the the office itself is is something that's laid out in a document. I don't. It does. Right. Whatever. Well, you know, I I think that that's why they're there. Is the point? And I think it says a lot that these people would be there. And you know, like Scott said, George H. W. Bush is he's not doing as well. And I'm I glad think... I'm glad for his health that he's not going to be out there. <laughs> and seriously, Jimmy Carter. Come on, just stay home or wear a parka or something. I don't know. I'm, or maybe I'm they're all, they all want to see what Kimberly's waiting for, which is um, Trump's hand burning up when he touches the Bible. <laughs> yeah, she, what she said, what, 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 uh, the real Kim K, what she said was, I'm partially convinced that when Trump swears in as president and has to touch the Bible, that it will burn his hand. Maybe... He's going to swear himself in in a book that he values much more than the Holy Bible, mm-hmm. The Art of the Deal by John, Donald oh, J. Trump. Jesus. I, I don't even know if Jesus, Jesus would actually yeah, have a problem yeah. with that. But uh, Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I Look, we'll, we'll see and we'll talk next week about our plans for Inauguration Day. But uh, we oh, definitely yes. we will be here. plan to talk about it. Scott. One of the things that well, you would make it's a Friday, yeah. So it's not it's not it's not four twenty. We will be doing a it's special. We'll be doing a show that day. Yeah. We'll just we don't know the time yet. So that's I think why that we're I think that one actually I could drink more than the one that I did for even uh, though the inauguration election. starts at nine in the morning our time. <laughs> or mimosas, or maybe yeah. especially yeah, that's true. We mimosas, could have, exactly. We could have some mimosas there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I feel like Steven should be here for that show because that's like he, he's refusing to take a victory lap, I guess, because he didn't vote for Trump. But at the same time, I feel like he's a lot happier than he's letting on. But we'll, we'll have to ask him next time he's on. So uh, the inauguration is indeed coming up in uh, there's only 17 shopping days left, America. So get ready. Now, we're here. You know, we talked last. Well, not last week. We talked last show. A lot of performers are kind of pulling out or not confirming or, you know, really. I want one I, of the Rockettes to purposely, like, 
trip somebody. I don't know. That's not really nice. Well, but like a, something there, to like be like, a, this is. There was someone who quit the Mormon Tabernacle Choir yeah. so that she didn't have to perform. Yeah, and, I want them to like kick and, off. Like at the same time, it's like you know what? If you don't believe in it, then that's within your right. You know, you don't have to perform if you don't want to be there. What I don't like is you know we sort of joked around about the America's Got Talent. The girl came in second place. That she's kind of getting bullied for saying like, oh, well, the the president wants me to sing at it. And she's a kid. You know, I, I don't know. Don't. Stuff like that annoys me. That's not in my notes, so I haven't, I clearly haven't uh, formulated the thought on that. But it's like if somebody does perform at it, maybe they're just friends of Donald Trump's from before he was are, president. Are you serious here? Well, what? So you, the are fan- you upset that Ted Nugent's going to perform? No. No, but I'm not. not a fan, so he yeah. d- will not give a well, what, what I say. He doesn't want to be there, so it's fine, you know? I think that these people are like expressing their disappointment and. I mean, it's better to dis- express disappointment over you know social media than stop buying their albums. I'm sure that would be a lot more painful for them to well, lose out on the money. I, this is what we talked about uh, two weeks ago, last show. Garth Brooks is like, uh, you know, I got a, I got a lot of people. You know, I don't, I don't just have good old boys who buy my albums or come to my concerts. So yeah, I'm out. Uh, Storage Yard Residence says that uh, January 20th, Trump will be the president of us all. Even including everyone in the chat roll. So keep that in mind, chat roll. But also earlier, uh, Storage Yard resident said he can't wait to see what we all have to say when Trump is the greatest president of, it, of all time. And oh, if that God. happens, you know what? I'll be happy to say, like, well, that guy really, you know what? That was the greatest trick no, that Trump he pulled. Will, he surprised us. He will so convince, keep, keep he will try us, to convince us all that he is, that right. he is responsible for great things happening and everything that goes wrong will not be his problem, will not be his fault. It was fault. somebody oh. else's. Well, that's kind of so what the you, president always does, you know? I mean, I, I, I He will think, do it to an, a, a degree never president seen Obama before is still in our history. blaming George Bush for things. So, well, but there are some things there that's what I'm saying. that were so, George Bush's yeah. fault. Right, exactly. But so. like taking credit for things. Yeah, that oh, he, he will has. definitely. Yeah, he will definitely take credits. For and things. and I, I I'm concerned for a lot of the like the Uber Trump supporters who will have a hard time saying, oh yeah, you know what, I was I was I was wrong, because well, they're so they get so invested that they will delude themselves right well, alongside that, with him. To that point, a storage yard resident there in the chat room who's been with us from the beginning of Trump versus Hillary, we appreciate him always being with us. My question to you is, do you have a criticism? Just one. I'm just looking for one criticism of Donald Trump, you know, something he's done during that the campaign. That he didn't run eight yeah, years ago? No, just anything, you know. And it's just interesting to know if you're able to say, like, you know what, well, yeah, this is the thing that bothers me. Because uh, Chelsea was very upfront about things that she didn't like about Hillary. I'm sure if I gave you the whole day, you could think about something you didn't like about Bernie. Sure. But, you know, I don't want to. I don't want you to talk badly about your My BFF. Lover. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Chelsea <laughs> Sanders. He's married, though, isn't he? He is. Yeah, well, you know. Jane's a lucky woman. Yeah. <laughs> she sure is. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it, it's interesting, I guess, that uh, I, I feel bad that some little girl who's going to sing the our national anthem, by well, the way. Well, she should think very carefully. Well, she shouldn't have to think very carefully. Why? She's we should kid. all be thinking very critically yeah. right now. Well, and that's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let's... The lack of critical thinking is what got us here in the first place. 
So now, exactly. Now, the lack of critical thinking <laughs> on the part of genius Robbie Mook and people who said that Hillary didn't need to go to uh, to Wisconsin, that's the lack of critical thinking that certainly contributed to it. I'm saying even, uh, even deeper. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, saying even... Look, there's a lack of critical thinking across the board. I'm saying just don't, don't forget that uh, Hillary turned over a campaign to people who did not think very critically. They were just like, oh, we were going to win. Let's try and win bigger by, you know, taking Georgia and maybe Texas. And, you know, if you look back at some of the shows that we did before, you know, right after the conventions, there was actually a topic that was like, so uh, Texas going to stay red? Right, we did. So we were all high. (laughs) So we'll send those shows to Ricky. (laughs) In any case... (laughs) Uh, we're uh, dwindling on time. We still have what? some time. How did this happen? Just you know, we just have so much fun, <sighs> and we start talking to our friends in the chat roll. But uh, you know, it's all right. There'll be other things. Yeah, Kimberly, uh, you're totally right. One thing. Well, now say what she said. Well, <laughs> for, for our listeners, take, on that he's iTunes. taking credit for things that he has nothing to do with, and he's not going right. to stop. He is who he is. And I shared today, and I should probably tweet it. Yeah. The uh, the guide for dealing with people with uh, narcissistic personality disorder. You should tweet which, that. Which, which well, I thought was going to be removed from the DSM. Let's talk but. about something that's a silver lining for uh, factory workers. And Ford was going to build a factory in Mexico. And now they're going to invest money in Michigan. And you can say, like, all right, well, that's a step. Maybe they didn't do enough. They could have done more, but there's going to be a lot of people who have jobs in Michigan that weren't going to, that will say, this is a great thing. So, obviously, Trump's not president yet, so you'd think maybe he can't take credit for it. I think that Ford might feel that there's going to be some tax laws and things that might be a little bit more beneficial than what they thought. The fact of the matter is... This is a this is good news. I like to highlight the good news. So I'm happy for those people and I'm sorry Mexico, you can build a factory for something else. You know, you don't you don't, this doesn't mean you don't get a factory. You just don't get a factory to build our products. Some some big Mexican company can certainly ask you to start putting together a product. I'm trying to not make uh Tweet illegal, everybody. illegal drug references yeah. here because I'm scared of the cartels. But uh Scott, you hear about this this move by Ford and what are your thoughts? Do you, you feel like this is this is a good move or do you think it's not enough? Um, I, honestly, I don't think it's enough because I think it's going to be bounced out by automation in the factories. And um, I, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a great PR move for Trump. It, it's, again, a great, what we always say, the optics, because he's saying, oh, we're saving a couple hundred jobs here, a thousand jobs there. But in reality, um, until we actually see this with a lot of companies, this is really not going to this is not going to make a big difference when hundreds of thousands of, of new jobs are created every month right now with the economy. Because if the economy starts going down, it's going to be a lot harder. And the fact that he's calling out people and companies is not not really the, the best tactic. Um, even there's been some sides of people saying that he's actually for his rich friends calling out certain companies because then their stock prices go down and you know there's a lot of a lot of other little seedy things that might be going on but um yes it's great if, whenever we can save jobs but i think this this pr thing of every day of some little thing coming out like he's saving a little bit is is not really um it's not really what the president is and should be focused on and, and the, he needs to be focused on the big picture not calling out little uh things here and there uh, it, it's, in my opinion, it's just not going to work in, in the long run. It, it may look nice, but 
it's not going to work um, big picture wise. Right. I think that we see this as something that should it be a trend that continues, it will be great news. For now, in the micro, it's it's good news for people whose lives sure. will be directly impacted. Uh, it would be great to see more of it, but we well, we need to see more of it. Now, Storage Yard Resident did answer my question, and he said, Trump fault, keep all abortion rights for women. Now, are you saying that he shouldn't keep abortion rights for women? Or are you saying that you think he should? I, I think you're no saying sense. that... The, I think you're saying that you don't want him to keep abortion rights for women, but I, I'm not quite sure. And you also said that he may not deport enough illegal aliens. <laughs> so I, I see that made Chelsea laugh. So you see, he's oh, sort of a resident. Oh, I like that guy. He's very funny. So, but uh, yeah. So just because I asked, he answered. That's what we like about him. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff to talk about. One thing I want to make sure we get to is Donald Trump said that uh, Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel should seek federal help, possibly the National Guard. Because the Chicago murder rate is record-setting, 4,331 shooting victims with 762 murders in 2016. If Mayor Rahm Emanuel can't do it, he must ask for federal help. That sounds to me like there's some history between those two that we have no idea about, and Trump just really has it in for him. But at the same time, if the problems in Chicago escalate, is it ridiculous to think, hey, I need help? Should he ask for the National Guard? I mean, it would or, be more presidential to, to say, Chicago, I see that you are in trouble. You know, the federal government is here. We are, will, are willing and able to offer whatever resources that you need. But to inject that you must get the federal government's help is just right. not true. I think and that, it's, it, you know, know, it, it's it, invasive of states' rights, which right. Republicans well, love to if, talk about. If he needs the help, he should ask for it. But I think that I don't know. They must feel like they have a solution for the problem there. I mean, I you know, I was just reading about something earlier today that the, I don't think the solution is more oppression. Right. Well, no, I, I, I was reading about is, it, we're not. It's a militarized. You don't need a national guard to militarize uh, an area. You need to start at the local level. You need to work on pre- police resources and and putting them in in areas that are, are are affected by the violence instead of coming in bringing an outside military type national guard that that. Not that's not the solution. So we can't have um, yes, the, the, the National Guard like doing all these right. money to help train more police and more local activists, but it starts at a local level, and that's I, where it I, needs I, to I do think you need to do it on a local level because what I was going to say is I was reading just earlier this evening about uh, WPIX Channel 11 in New York. They have this page on Facebook where they will post old videos and things. And the their newscast from January 1st, 1980, there had been 11 murders in New York City that day. And if anybody who is a little bit older like me remembers that New York City in the 1980s and even the early 90s is not the you know bright, shiny Disneyland that it is now. And it took a lot of time. And Chicago is no Chicago 2017 is nowhere near as bad as New York 1980. And I feel like there are definitely steps to be made. I don't know what it is. I just know that everybody that I know who lives in Chicago or Illinois talks about how corrupt all those officials are, regardless of party lines. And it's very hard to make any kind of real legislation change. You know, Rahm Emanuel, I I, I don't even know why he wanted to be mayor of Chicago. I think he just thought it would be cool, you know, to go from working in the White House to that was the next natural step. So I don't know what the solution is, but I hope that the people of Chicago find it. It's kind of like the problem that we have in the entire country, is cleaning up the corruption in the system. 
Right. Which right. somebody I mean, talks an awful lot about, if I could only think of his name. <laughs> that guy who ran for president you know, but talks if, a lot about it. If you look at some of the, the shootings, I mean, like, the some of the police shootings in... Uh, Chicago are just outrageous, like Laquan McDonald and then Rahm Emanuel not wanting to release the video. So that's the thing that breaks down the trust between the public and police. And just recently there was another case where he did release the video, but it's it starts, it's a problem of corruption on the local level that the federal government can't fix because the federal government right. is afflicted by the same and, problem. And, and, and trust, the, part of the corruption the is the fact that there are still, and I wonder what Trump's going to do with the private prisons. So Obama said that um, under the federal prisons, we're not going to renew contracts with private prisons. Trump may reverse that. But a lot of the problem in inner cities has been feeding of people straight into the prison pipeline. So there's a whole, I mean, it's, it is a bigger thing. And, I, you know, Trump and the federal government is not going to fix it. What does he want? The military to go in there and start stopping and frisking everyone? That's not going to help. Uh, Scott, what were you going to say about this? Well, no, that's, I was going to kind of carry on to what Chelsea was saying and the fact that, yes, there's, it, it, it's a very, it's not an easy solution because there's corruption at every level. And Illinois is actually, unfortunately, known for that, you know, from the state government to the governor's uh, to, you know, the city machine, you know, they always had the Democrat machine when Daly was there and, and, and the Sun, and it was just known as, as being very corrupt. But, but again, there's so many things going on in the prison industrial complex down to the police and the police brutality and, and, and getting the trust of the local citizenry with the police. Um, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen. There are no easy solutions, but it definitely has to start at the local level. It definitely has to start with Chelsea. The, the, the funny the thing corruption, is, it's not the trust of you know. Easy, not they're they're simple solutions, but they're not easy solutions. So, because right. I, I almost was about to disagree with you and say, no, they really are simple, easy solutions. But the, some of the simpler things in life to do are not very easy to implement. So, well, that's what we're gonna on say. the same Part, page. And there's a lot of and, and there's a lot of layers involved with it too, because of the, of the different layers. You have the state government, you have the city government, you have the police, you have the prison industrial complex. So you have a lot of different areas that also need to clean up with the corruption and everything. So it's not just one one thing or, or one group and and that's what makes it more complicated because of those layers apparently some, chicago needs some draining of the swamp well for any of our, <laughs> our listeners live in the chat roll now or just listening after the fact you can tweet us at trump report abtv we definitely want to get your thoughts from the local level anyone in illinois or the surrounding areas. Oh. Sonic Boone Media Group says he lives in Michigan, so uh, he, I guess, or she, I don't know why I assume it's a man, so I think his picture is a guy. Uh, I live in Michigan, so I can relate. What were you going to say, Chelsea? I was so excited. Storage Yard resident, we have a first point of agreement. Well, go ahead. Say what the it Clintons is. The Clintons helped to keep the prisons full with their laws against black people. Look now, at I, you, Storage I Yard don't, resident. I don't agree exactly with the articulation but the spirit of it, yes. And although I have to kind of come to their defense because the crime bill was a reaction to everybody being tough on crime and there have been a slew of Republicans in the White House and the only way that the Democrats stood a chance of getting in was to join this crackdown on crime thing. So it's true and it's not totally their fault. I uh, wish we would have right. reversed course faster. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. But I was just, it was just a momentous occasion where we agreed. And by the way, Storage Yard resident earlier did clarify the fact that uh, he supports all women's abortion rights. I just want oh. to go on record as to saying that's what oh. it was. But okay. you know what, uh, gang, 
we're out of time. This and is unbelievable. I know. It happens every week. You know, but it's good. And it, I'm like, now that it's just Christian and I, I'm going to get to share all of my thoughts. Oh, so you're saying that Scott stole your time? No, no, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. No. Absolutely no. not. But I just can't believe. No, I know. And it's, it wasn't even that crazy of a week because most people were holidaying. Yeah. But you know what? Right. Politics doesn't take the holidays off. Anyway, Scott, are you going to be with us in studio next Tuesday? Yes. Uh, all right, we will see you then. Uh, thank you so much, Scott Moore at Sman80, and for Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. As I said before, we're at Trump Report ABTV. Follow us there, like us on YouTube, comment, rate us on iTunes, and we will see you next Tuesday. And uh, Chelsea, really fast, you're just. Like 30 oh, seconds, promote your yes, so yes, sorry, yes. I forgot. Earth to Trump, a resistance road show. 16 cities on their way to D.C. The L.A. stop is tomorrow night at 6.30. Uh, oh, so, my gosh, I'm not so going to have Chelsea time to. Chelsea will tweet it at Chelsea Galicia if you want to look for it, and we'll retweet it at Trump Report ABTV. Yeah, but uh, come out. I'm going to MC it. Earth to Trump, she's going to MC it. So yeah. make sure if you're in Los Angeles, 38, come check it out. 38.18 West Slauson. That's the Global Beat Multicultural Center. Thanks so much, Chelsea. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time on The Trump Report. Yeah. Thanks for that. Almost forgot. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.